I am bringing, I'm coming to you today with so much calm energy. And I really hope that you can feel that through this microphone, through your speakers, into your space right now, just expanding this calmness, this peace. I went to a virtual retreat, a retreat this weekend. It was two days, about five to six hours long each day. And I was not expecting the downloads, the insight, the transformation from that I received from this virtual retreat because it was online. And I'm a huge fan of virtual retreats now. And being in that container, I was able to gain just so much awareness around so many different areas of my life today. So I'm hoping that I can impart some of that onto you as you listen to today's episode. And remember that every Monday there is a new episode. So return every Monday, go back and listen to the old episodes. Uh, let's get into the show. So I was talking to someone about um, essentially what it came down to is dissociating and dissociating uh, if you're not familiar with it is this state that we go into it's like a protective state like a trauma response um state and what it is it's a mental process where we disconnect from our thoughts our feelings our memories or our sense of identity and so if you think about the times that you got on your phone and you mindlessly scrolled and you were like what turned uh, started as like one funny video on tiktok or instagram ended up two hours of mindlessly scrolling through social media when you know that you had like something important or productive um or just something else that you knew you need to get done or there's a challenge maybe you were faced with an issue re relationship issue that you were faced with and you just instead of dealing with the emotions and the feelings and the thoughts and like processing through what's happening in your real life you numb out and essentially you're avoiding the pain of your reality in order to um, feel a sense of comfort in this dissociative state, okay? And so the person I was talking to was talking about how normal day-to-day -day things she couldn't find herself functioning. Do you find yourself in this state ever? I know I have uh, plenty of times where something big happens in your life and you feel you can feel like a sense of disappointment or sadness or a um, like a feeling like a failure, like it's a failure in your life. You're not where you want to be, where you expect it to be or doing the things that you would hope that you would have accomplished at this point in your life, especially now we're ending the year. When you look back on your year and it's like, well, I really am not where I wish I would have been at the beginning of the year. Like the goals that I laid out in the beginning of the year, I'm so disconnected from them. This year threw me for a loop. And I'm here to tell you this year for me, did that was that for me? Like this year threw me for a loop. I had these goals that I started the year off with and went throughout the year. And it has been, I, I would describe it to some as, or I have described it as being a grievous year for me. Like the beginning of the year was very grief filled for me. And um, felt like I'm this year just feels like, like I was walking through a tunnel and I can see the light and I'm coming out. Like this awakening, like the death to this thick layer of the old self and this rebirth of, a new Justina. That's what this year has been for me, a shaking up. Like we were in Nashville months ago. There's not even three months ago, we were in Nashville. We haven't even been in California for two months, full two months yet. Um, and we've, so we've moved across the country. We've done just so much has happened this year and I'm grateful for it. I am so happy for it. I wake up in the mornings here and I look outside and I'm like, thank God that we are here. Like, I am so happy that we made this move. And also, um, I know some people have me comments because they don't move a lot. And so they're just like, oh, you're moving around a lot. You're moving your kids around a lot. It's like, no, I'm living my life. I am experiencing what is necessary for me to experience. We moved to Tennessee, um, much like a lot of people in California do, in hopes to look for a better quality of life, right? And being there, realized it wasn't for us. It wasn't for me. I'm going to speak for myself. And I don't think I've actually talked about this on the podcast. This is actually a good thing to tell you guys. Like, we moved to Tennessee for two years. We lived in Nashville, Tennessee, a little town right outside of it, like right by the airport called Hermitage. And although Tennessee is beautiful and it has its, you know, people for the most part are friendly, <laughs> It has its bonuses and it has its not so bonuses, it's negative qualities. All around, living in Tennessee for me felt like shaking up my entire world, emotionally, spiritually, just all around of everything I've known and like putting it in a, a you know, a shaker, like a the ninja blender and turning the blender on and blending it. It just broke apart everything for me. And so this year is like, it was like that breaking and the grieving of the breaking. And now I feel like I'm in the awakening. I'm back in my home state, which is California. And I'm so thrilled about it. I'm so happy about it. I'm so grateful. And Sometimes you don't know what you have until you until it's gone. Like no matter how cliche that sounds, it's so freaking true. Like being there made me realize how much I love being here um, in California. And so it's like, that was my year for me. So all the goals that I had set out, I have accomplished and um, peeled back a layer 
a level, a new level for me because in my career, in my life, in different ways, but I didn't pursue or attain the level of the goals that I had set in the beginning of the year. So now it can, it can be easy for me to slip into this um, mindset of like a feeling like a failure. I don't feel that way. I feel very content with the way that my life went this year and the direction it went. I feel like grieving and going through the darkness is necessary in order for you to experience the light. And it's given me such a profound like depth of understanding and just this contentment, just such a deep piece of we can't control what happens in our lives always. And although we may have plans, they don't always go that way. And that doesn't mean that I'm a failure because I made up these man-made plans and, and didn't go after them. It's not that. It's like, it's more like I made these plans and then life threw a big hard ball in my gut and I had to address the big, big hard ball and addressing the big hard ball that hit me in my gut was necessary in order for me to have the strength, the know-how, the willingness, the courage, all the other things to pursue that next level that I require, that I am driven to pursue. It just doesn't look like, it's not always going to look like on my timeline, right? So anyways, I say all that to say this, that um, I was having a discussion with someone who actually, I think, is in that rut of feeling like failure and disappointment and like the painful feelings of not around their goals, but more so around um, transition in their life. And we're all experiencing transition at some point, right? Whatever that may look like for you, big or small, it could be your kid starting a new school or your kid being sick or you're moving across the United States or you lost a job, you know, especially around now, it's it's a hard time to do that, to have that, anything big like that happen to you around the holidays um, because of the perception that the, the buildup that our society and culture has made the holidays, right? So anyways, life happens. Life happens and we can't always control what happens. But when I was talking to this person, she was describing to me ways of being that resembled to me a dissociative state. And she was like, the normal day-to-day -day things that you would do, like your hair. And um, like, if you know that you need to finish this big work project, but you're not doing it, like it's it would look like self-sabotage, right? I mean, it is self-sabotage. And you're just barely surviving. And I heard someone say this the other day, are you surviving? Or are, you, are you surviving your life or are you enjoying your life? Are you surviving your life or are you living your life? Are you surviving your life or are you loving your life? And that hit so hard because when we go through these big um, life events, like losing a job, finding out you're in an abusive relationship, um, being hurt or betrayed by your your partner, we go through these big life events. It can be very difficult to experience the pain and then we dissociate and we try to numb ourselves from experiencing any discomfort from the big transition or from the awareness that, hey, I'm at this point in my life and I'm just not happy with it. Like dissociating is it's kind of like tricking, tricky to our bodies because it's like we feel like we're down and out or we feel like we're numb to our feelings and we think that because we feel like we're down and out and we're self-sabotaging, like we're uh, binge eating or over drinking, that's all disso a dissociative state, right? Instead of facing the problems. And we think that coping that way, numbing ourselves out is like, I'm too much in my feelings. <clears throat> Excuse me. But you're, we're not. We're actually not in our feelings. We are in our judgment about our feelings. Let me say that again. When we are numbing and coping, when we're in a dissociative state, when we are overeating, overdrinking, scrolling through social media, not instead of doing the thing that we know we need to do, that's going to benefit our health, our wellness, our mental, and emotional health, like instead of working out, instead of um, building my business or building my career, instead of uh, reading and listening to books and going to therapy on my relationship and how to do better, um, I'm numbing out. Instead of addressing the challenge or the issue in my relationship, I'm overdrinking. Instead of having the hard conversation, I'm going to go and grab something from the pantry and overeat and eat unhealthy. So I'm sabotaging myself instead of being with the pain. Whenever we're in that state where we're coping like that, um, we are in the judgment of our feelings. We're not actually in the feeling. And I've someone told me once when um, I was coaching her and she was like, sometimes I feel though that I don't need to feel my feelings more because I already feel like I'm always in my feelings, like crying all the time and sad all the time. And these exercises that you're taking me through, they're great, but it's like, sometimes I feel like I don't need to be in the feeling. Like, And I'm, and I'm like, here's, here's the thing. There's a difference between being with and feeling your feelings. So being with your feelings and actually feeling them versus being with the judgment about your feelings and judging them also known as analyzing your feelings. So are you thinking about your feelings and judging them and analyzing them? Or are you actually feeling the feelings? And 
when you, whenever you find yourself in a dissociative state, like you're trying to avoid the feeling, you're trying to avoid the shame that you're feeling, you're trying to avoid the pain, the hurt that actually happened, um, that you're experiencing in your relationship or in your career, the disappointment, the feelings of failure, instead of being with those feelings and saying like, what's beneath that? What do I feel this way? Like all the things getting curious and showing yourself loving compassion and grace and space and forgiveness. We're trying everything else outside of ourselves. We're reaching for things outside of ourselves to help cope and numb from the pain. So that way we don't have to experience and face it, face the pain that I didn't achieve what I wanted to. And that made me feel like a failure. I'm not saying this how I feel. I'm saying like, for example, I lost my job and I have this big mound of responsibilities I'm facing and thinking of it feels too overwhelming. So instead of facing the pain that, wow, I, I feel like a failure in this moment, I'm going to judge the pain and say, I'm a failure. Like, and this is, this can be subconscious, right? A lot of times it is when we're not in the active practice of being aware um, of being present with what's showing up for us in our bodies. And so being in the judgment is not really feeling your feelings. And that's why you may find yourself constantly in inaction, in a place where you're not taking action to move yourself forward. This is the state you find yourself in when you're like, I know I'm supposed to be doing X, Y, Z, but I can't bring it myself to do it. I know I'm supposed to be applying for these jobs or pitching people for gigs or um, going to therapy for my relationship or actually standing up and setting boundaries in my relationship or um, saying how I truly feel in my relationship or honoring my feelings in this moment, but I can't. And it's because, and then I keep going in this um, negative feedback loop, this negative thought loop of judgment. Because I'm in ju in judgment. I'm not in the feeling. I'm not in the feeling that, wow, my partner just gaslit me or just said something to me that was very hurtful. And it made me feel like I'm not enough. It made me feel like I'm not loved. And allowing yourself to be with those feelings of not enoughness, of sadness, of hurt, of pain, allowing your body to fully process and experience the, the feelings. And instead of doing that, we run to reach for something outside of ourselves to avoid feeling that. And then we're judging ourselves for feeling that. We're judging ourselves that we even sense a feeling of that. And then we're stuck in this loop, this cycle of dissociating, self-sabotaging, abandoning ourselves, judging ourselves. And then we just stay in that loop. Verse, and numbing out and dissociating, right? Judging ourselves, like being in the judgment versus actually feeling our feelings and lovingly sitting with the pain sounds like the judgment is like, there's a lot of shame there, right? It's like, there's something wrong with me. It's like, I'm not doing this thing and I'm wrong for not wanting to do this thing. It's like, my life is a failure. I'm a failure. I'm not enough. No one loves me. These are all judgments, right? Lovingly sitting with the pain is like, there's this beautiful sense of curiosity and grace. So some acknowledgement and validation, like, oh, I get why this is here. I get why you feel this way. Oh, wow. I see that you didn't meet the mark here. And you know what? I totally understand why. I totally get it. It's okay. I love you anyways. Right? That's lovingly sitting with the pain. Being in judgment is our thoughts like, wow, how could you? You're so wrong for that. You should have known better. Oh, and now you feel sad. You're wrong for feeling sad. You have no room to feel sad. You didn't even meet the mark. Right? So that's the difference between like in the voice of judgment versus the voice of lovingly sitting with the pain. Um, My daughter. I was actually six. She's nine years old. Her first week of school was last week. And this week she, today or yesterday, the night before last, anyways, yesterday she was like sick, fever and everything. And I was like noticing as I was taking care of her, you know, you got to get up in the middle of the night, you have to medicine. You're like around the clock when your kids are sick. If you're a mama, you understand. And I was noticing my, the energy that I had. And I was remembering the times when she was sick. What I used to do was I would get very upset. I would try not to express the upset to her, but I would get upset and frustrated because I didn't want her to be sick because there was a part of me that was like, I can't heal this sickness. Like there's nothing I can do to change this because I would try everything. Especially there was a time where she was really struggling with constipation. It's like, I would try everything. I took her to all the doctors. I gave her all the medicines. I, I tried everything. And my daughter was still in pain. She was still sick. And um, I remember feeling like this sense of helplessness, like there's nothing I can do. My daughter is crying. And I like, it's the worst feeling ever to me. It's worse than being sick myself. And I hate being sick. The worst feeling ever is to watch my children in pain being sick. And knowing that I can't do anything to change that. And so there was this part of me that wasn't accepting the, the circumstance, which was she's sick. And, and no, there's nothing I can do to heal her overnight like I would want to. But there are some things that I can do to help ease her pain and her discomfort while she is sick. But I had to accept 
the circumstance of her being sick. And even medicines don't heal you. Medicines don't heal. It helps you to cope with the sickness. It helps to ease the discomfort as we're sick or while we're sick. But you have to let it run its course and just lovingly be with your child when you're sick or when they're sick. And so I had to learn how to lovingly be with her without judgment of the sickness. So being aware that, no, I can't heal her. And so I'm not going to be upset. I'm not going to get frustrated because I know there's nothing I can do to heal her. I'm just going to lovingly care for her, lovingly attuned to her needs. I'm going to give her the medicine to help ease her pain or discomfort. I'm going to make her tea. I'm going to make her get her some soup or get her her favorite food. Um, put some fix on her. I'm going to um, make sure she's warm, put a, a cold cloth on her head, like all the things that you do to lovingly care for your child when they're sick. You do. You lovingly do it. You don't begrudgingly or angrily do it. You lovingly do it and hold space for her because she's in sick. She's in sickness. She's the one that's sick. And I have to show up calm and loving and caring because that's what's going to help her heal. It's not my impatience or me being upset or frustrated that I can't change the situation. It's not me numbing out to the fact that she's sick and ignoring her and trying to like zone her out or do something to keep myself busy so I don't have to attune to her sickness because I'm mad that it's there and I wish she would be healthy. It's attuning to her in a lovingly patient, caring, compassionate way and just holding space, knowing that this pain is here, this discomfort is here only for but a season. That this discomfort is here for her only for a certain amount of time. And I'm going to take her temperature and I'm going to watch her symptoms and I'm going to pay attention so that I can know if I need to call the doctor, if I need to seek outside support and help. Hold on. I tell you the story about my daughter to say that when we are in emotional discomfort, when we feel or find ourselves in a place where we don't, maybe you're disappointed or maybe there's failures that you or perceived failures in your life right now. Maybe as we end this year, there's a lot of places and things that you wish would have happened that didn't happen. There is a reason. I'm not always the person that's like, there's a reason for everything. Like, no, but also, yes, because in life, I believe there is a sequence of the way that things need to happen or need to unfold. And sometimes you need to go through, like I said earlier, sometimes you need to go through the darkness in order to appreciate the light. Sometimes you need to understand what failure is in order to know what success is. And I say that in the sense of you don't know what you like until you learn what you don't like sometimes, right? Sometimes you get lucky and you you, you experience something like, I love it, but you would have never even experienced a thing had you not experienced a thing. Like you go in knowing nothing, experiencing discomfort, emotional discomfort and fear, and maybe a little anxiety when you go into something new. And then you go into that new thing, you allow yourself to experience the discomfort and still do it. And then you find, wow, I really love this thing. Or sometimes you may go and experience the fear and the discomfort of experiencing something new, like me with Tennessee and moving across the US, going to Tennessee and then realizing after a year, I actually don't like it here. <laughs> you don't have to move your family across the US, but you know, you don't know what is for you until you actually experience it. And I'm saying this because this year you've had to experience exactly what you needed to experience in order to bring you to this moment right now. And there are a million things that you can look at as failures and disappointments. And there are a million things that you can look at as beautiful experiences and positive things that happened in your life this year. And then I'm also saying this in the, in the sense that the discomfort, the emotional discomfort that you experience needs your attunement because it's not going to go away. And if it does go away and it goes away without a lesson, it will come back again. You have to sit with lovingly care for the emotional discomfort that you are experiencing in your life in order to heal and to learn a lesson. I want to learn a lesson. I want to sit with loving compassion and grace and spaciousness for the disappointment, for the, for the feeling of failure, for the feeling of not enoughness, for the feeling of anger and shame and all of it. I want to sit with it. I want to get to know it. Why is it here? Why is it here? What does it need me to know? What do I need to get from this experience that I've had? Because if I can get the lesson here, then I can reach the next level and the next level and the next level and the next level. There is a sequence of the way that things are and the way that things unfold. And yes, we experience mir miracles in life as well, but sometimes we just need to go through the sequence. And the answers lie in the emotional discomfort that we experience. Healing lies in the emotional discomfort that you are experiencing. 
And so if you're in a difficult relationship, if you've experienced failures, perceived failures this year, I'm going to encourage you to sit with loving care with all of it, with whatever it is that shows up for you, if that feels like too much, whatever emotional discomfort you're experiencing today, be with it. It wasn't, it wasn't only, or it isn't only until I learned acceptance of the circumstances that I couldn't change. I can't make up what my desires are. How am I supposed to know that I went to, I'm going to go to Tennessee and not enjoy it? I tried really hard to make myself like Tennessee in true people pleaser fashion. I wanted it to work so badly for others, but it, I just, it wasn't there for me. It just couldn't, it could, I can't force myself to like something, to enjoy it, to love it. I can have a, a appreciation and a contentment and an acceptance, but not a deep, profound love, right? I mean, I, I didn't. I tried, but I didn't. And so I say that because as I wrap this up, I want you to think of a time that your parent, when you were sick, maybe your caregiver, whoever that was, cared for you. Like they catered to you when you were sick. They showed you so much love and so much compassion, so much so much grace. Like, oh, you can't go to school. Okay, we're going to do whatever we can to make sure you're comfortable. It's okay that you can't go to school. Like, we're going to love on you and make sure you're okay until you get better. And if you didn't have a loving caregiver or a caregiver who lovingly cared for you, think of a moment in any time in your life, even as an adult. The goal here is not to stir up old um, wounds. The goal here is to stir up old glitters, like moments of love and care and compassion. So go to a moment where you felt that way, where you felt truly cared for, where you tr truly felt like someone was loving on you and caring for you and tending to you. And I want you to drop into those feelings right now. I want you to drop into that moment, wherever that was for you in your life. For me, it was when I was younger, when I was younger, and I, I would get sick. My mom it was the best caregiver. She would just cater to us, feed us what we wanted, just always checking in on us. I remember the smell of her hands. So drop into that moment for you. What's happening? What's happening in that memory? Are you getting whatever you, whatever you desire? Are you being cuddled and hugged, comforted and loved? Just notice. Notice what's happening. Notice what's happening in your body. What do you sense? What parts of you expand? I know for me, when I think about my mom tending to me, I get a warmth in my chest. I can feel a tingling in my arms, just that ooey gooey loving feeling coming from her, knowing that I'm cared for, knowing that I'm safe. And I want you to just notice how your body responds to this memory. And I want you to remember the sensations that you're feeling in your body. And the next time you experience some emotional discomfort, you can slowly come out of the memory. I want you to anchor these feelings and these sensations that you're feeling in your body. And the next time you experience emotional discomfort, I want you to tune into these feelings. Tune into these feelings. And try going back and forth between the emotional discomfort that you're feeling now and the feelings that you felt when you were loved, so so lovingly cared for by, a, by your caregiver or someone in your life. Bounce between the two. Go to one and then go to the next. And then eventually I want you to merge. I want you to hold the same type of loving energy that your caregiver held for you when you were not doing well. I want you to embody that same type of love and care and support and space and grace for the emotional discomfort that you are experiencing right now in your life. That means if you feel like a failure, maybe you lost a job, maybe you are going through a hard time with your uh, husband or you just had a big fight, Notice the emotional discomfort that you feel, the negative feelings, and then close your eyes for a second and tap into the time when you were cared for. And then tap back into the feelings you feel now and hold that same energy, hold that same spaciousness, the love, the grace, like, oh, it's okay. It's okay. You're going to be okay. Send me an email when you do this exercise for yourself and let me know what came up for you. What came up for you in that, in that moment? As always, if you are interested in working with me, click the link in the show notes and get on the wait list. You'll also receive random love letters from me. If there's a question you'd like me to answer on the podcast, send me an email. My email's in the show notes. And also, the best way you can thank me is by leaving me a written review. That means telling me how this show has touched you, how it's impacted your life, or what's your biggest takeaway on Apple Podcasts. Okay, I love you, and I will talk to you next Monday on the next episode.